We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. been a while good morning grinders welcome to dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper yes i still am jordan cooper i know i look horrible but uh i'm here it's uh tuesday february 14th valentine's day i'm gonna tell people that on valentine i didn't get my wife a valentine's day gift and she punched me in the face that's what i'm I'm gonna tell people that right should i tell people that i don't know if you i don't know if you guys follow me on twitter or whatever but uh but yeah hit those dummy thumbs It'll help my black eye or whatever go away. I, I, I pickleball, pickleball is a very de- deceptive game. It's a very deceptive game. I was down in Nashville, uh, Roto Grinders, Better Collective, whatever. Super Bowl party. This is the first one in like, uh, like three years because of COVID and everything. Uh, so, uh, so everyone, everyone was down. Not everyone, everyone, but every a lot of people were down there. A lot of hosts that you know. Right. And we were having a pickle pickleball tournament. And I'm like, I played tennis. I played tennis when I was 17. Right. And pickleball is like like miniature tennis, kind of. It's a small little small court. And we're playing doubles. So it's like, okay, how much how much running do you have to do playing doubles? It was me and Stevie on a team, right? And there was a bunch of, you know, Alan Lem was there, David Kitchen was there, Dan was there, obviously, tons of stuff was there. Right? It's I pl- I played te- I played competitive tennis on full courts, hitting the ball, you know, d- serving the ball at 100 miles an hour, stuff like that. See, the difference is, is that that's the last time I played tennis. That's the last time I played tennis when I was 17, and I'm 43 now. So, like, as far as swinging the racket, like, oh, I could do that, right? I top spin slice, I could do I could coordination, all that type of stuff. But you still have to get to the ball. You still have to get to the ball. And uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, how how you're used to your body working 26 years ago doesn't apply today. It doesn't apply, right? So when when the ball goes short and you're going to run in to try to get it before it bounces the second time, uh, maybe maybe, you're, uh, maybe your legs don't work the way that they're, 
that you remember them working when you were a teenager and then you fall flat on your face. So that that's that's pretty much what happened, right? Fall flat on that, not really flat, on the side or whatever. So I hit my head a little and then it ended up, you know, you get a bruise. It looks way worse than it is. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel bad or anything like that. So so I'm going to scare the raccoons today or something or come up with a reason that, that for me to say that I got injured, I got a black eye playing pickleball. Doesn't sound doesn't sound that manly, right? Or it doesn't even sound that DFS worthy, right? Like when when the DFS players we don't we don't we don't we barely see the sun. So when could have this happened? So so what what's the most creative excuse of how I could get a black eye playing DFS or something? I was joking around that maybe someone at the bar, right? Because we, we it was a Super Bowl party at a bar. Someone at the bar asked me, "Oh, you're oh you're one of the top daily fantasy players. Oh, for the Super Bowl, what play? What here's a two v two. Should I play? Should I play Travis Kelsey and AJ Brown, or should I play Jalen Hurts and uh, and someone else and, and and Dallas Goddard or something?" And I told him to look at the projections, and then they punched me in the face. Maybe we'll tell we'll tell people that. But good morning to everyone. Wataz, Suki, Suki Singh, Daniel Hutchings says to hit the thummy thumbs, but not too hard. Don't hit the thummy thumbs too hard. It may, may, may hurt my hurt my face a little bit more. So good morning, Matt Mears, Bart B, Grant Brown, Apocalypse, Anthony Stewart. It was a fun weekend. Kind of fun weekend. Uh watched watch the UFC pay-per-view on, on my on my phone, right? To me and Squirrel Patrol in the hotel in the hotel lobby. The lobby bar, they had the prelims on, but they didn't have the pay-per-view. And uh, and I, I didn't have any lineups, but John did. So uh, so I offered, it's like, well, I'll just order it on my phone. So we just propped it up on like, I had my like jacket or whatever, like a glass or something. And we watched it, we watched the paper. We watched all, all the main fights on a, on a six inch uh, phone screen. And we bumped it, there's some Australian guy we were hanging out with, rooting for Volkanovsky. Right, so we would, basically that's what we did on on what Friday, but Saturday night, Saturday night, and then the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, pretty good Super Bowl until the you know the penalty call, and I was like, okay, that's kind of that kind of I would have loved to see a, a field goal and then Jalen Hurts trying to you know a one minute drill and let's see what happens type of thing, but a pretty good Super Bowl nonetheless. Matt Muir says when playing whoever you want isn't the answer they wanted. Right, that's that's typical for me. Most people I play whoever you want and people get angry. Okay, what are we talking about today? I I I had a conversation, had a conversation with Chief Will Priester, right? You know, Chief Justice. He was there. Everyone was there. Britt was there, right? Britt drove me to urgent care just to make sure that, you know, they told me to basically do nothing, right? Now everyone, everyone's like, oh, okay, this is nothing, right? You fell on your face, okay? Do you have concussion symptoms, right? You have, oh, can you walk? Can you can you see straight? Can you do you know who you are? Right, stuff like that. Okay, good. Put some ice on it, and, and good luck. There you go. That's what I was I was doing all weekend. Right, people, because afterwards, all weekend, what? Just at the Super Bowl party, people come up to me. You, you doing okay? I say, who are you again? Where am I? Right, didn't didn't work on most people. Most people, most people, most people know my sense of humor. But I was talking to Chief, talking to Will, because he is the prop shop. If you if you're a premium. I don't even think you have to be a premium Discord member of Roto-Grinders. You just have to be a normal, a normal member of Roto-Grinders, whatever. You can enter our Discord. You can click on the link on the site. There's a Discord link. And then he has like a, like for prop betting and prize picks and underdog and monkey night fight and all those things. 
is a prop shop. And that's going, that's, that's going 24 seven. There are a bunch of degenerates in there. Okay. The chief chiefs in there every so often posting, you know, oh, this is what I got. And this is get this before it's gone. Right. Cause that's the way the props are. Right. You can't just wait five minutes before a game, five minutes before the slate that there is and go, okay, well, what, 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 what do you got? It's like, like, no, no, I'm, I'm getting my, I'm getting my baseball ones. Like the, the, early morning before you know I'm, I'm staying up late at one in the morning to grab them before they move right getting strikeout props at an hour before the game there's no value there there's no value but that but those are the edges in props or sports betting so the difference i think that that the misconception is in between like prop bet props or sports betting or whatever you want to call it the greater you know field is sports betting and daily fantasy is that time frame that people coming from playing dfs and going into sports betting like don't may not understand that as much now if you understand edges you know you want to get the biggest edge possible so some people even in dfs don't right people that ask the 2v2 questions and not, don't look at the projections don't build lineups they care about players and not lineups those are the lost causes, right? They're not going to win. They don't. They don't understand the fundamental concepts of statistics and and probability and anything like that. But in DFS, you're used to because you're playing against other people, right? And the salaries are don't change. They're static. DraftKings comes out with salaries the night before, whatever, and they don't change throughout the day. Now in NBA DFS, obviously the players may be in or out, and that may dramatically affect you know the the value the median value the range of outcomes of different players but the salaries don't change it's not like you could wake up in the morning and be like well Giannis is 11-4 and then if I get him at I, I might as well get him at 11-4 because by the end of by a minute before the slate locks they'll be 12-6 right there's none of that dynamic in DFS and for that reason you could build lineups like five minutes before lock the difference between building a lineup five minutes before lock and five hours before lock doesn't change. It doesn't matter, right? Like you know, other than, other than the fact that like in those five hours of time, maybe you know other you know injuries and stuff happen that you know increase the value of other players. But the salaries don't change. So the physical act of building lineups, you could do like right before the slate. Sports betting doesn't work that way. Sports betting is like the complete opposite of that. Most likely, most likely, I'm not going to say in all scenarios, but most likely, if you're betting on sports and you're betting five minutes before game time, you're a losing sports better, right? You're a losing sports better. The, the, the more efficient the market is, the closer to game time, like once you incorporate the VIG, right, the hold on the market, like there's not going to be much edge there. It's already It's already been beaten out, right? That's how that's how sports books operate, or at least good sports books operate. So, like with prize picks, it's like, oh, it's five, it's six fifty-five a.m., it's six fifty-five p.m. before lock. It's like, oh, what strikeout props do you like? Someone will ask. It's like that. It's not like DFS. You could do DFS analysis five minutes before lock because you're playing against other people and the salaries never change. But when it comes to sports betting, it's like, oh, you like. Uh, Oh, you have Charlie Morton's overs on strikeouts. I go, yeah, I have his, I have over five and a half. 
And they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet over six and a half. And I'm like, I wouldn't bet over six and a half. It's like, but I thought you liked Charlie Morton's strikeouts over. It said, yeah, I like it over five and a half because the bat has him at like six point eight. And at five and a half, the over has value. You, you, you may have, uh, you know, a nice 10, 12% edge on that bet. Maybe even 15%, depending on the projection. Six and a half, you, 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 you don't, the VIG eats it up. That's like minus 2% or something. But I thought you liked Charlie Morton's overs. Yeah, 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 over five and a half, not over six and a half. Over six is, is, not, is not horrible. Can you get it over six? But those types of things, it's like, well, first off, you have to convince, show the people why one strikeout matters in the the expected value of a bet. Oh, why can't I just take Charlie Morton's over six and a half? We'll just throw seven seven strikeouts. We'll both win. Like statistically, like I'm still going to win more often than you because I've won. And when he throws six strikeouts, I win. When I when he throws six strikeouts, you lose. And that'll happen, what, 20-something percent of the time or something, depending on his range of outcomes. So they first you first have to learn that, of like the one strikeout, half a strikeout matters. In the long run, maybe not on this specific day, but in the long run, yes. Then once you, you figure that out, then they go, you know, okay, how are you able to get it at, at f- over five and a half and not over six and a half? It's like, yeah, because I got it one in the morning. I got the opener. The opener was five and a half. And by eight in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, it was it was up to six. And then by the time the game time, six and a half. So even if you got it at six, it's still better than it's current. Like you got over six, that's better than currently it's over six and a half. Over six and a half, like minus 115. Right? Maybe you got over six minus 145 and then it, it virtually ends up being the same anyway. Because that's another thing of what 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 the actual line is the the money line on the bet because props are isn't just all minus one tens so you may see like juiced up on one side or juiced down on another side how much is half a strikeout worth these are the types of things that you have to pay attention to most people that bet on on props or bet on sports bet single game parlays with seven hundred legs. They have no conce- conception of price sensitivity and how it relates to, you know, a statistical distribution of outcomes. So someone will go, it's like, like on a, on a strikeout prop, right? Like, I'll be like, you know, I, I got, uh, I got a, let's use the Charlie Martin example of five and a half versus six and a half. It's like, well, I, I got, I got the, the, I got over, maybe it's, I got over six and a half for, for plus 110. Like if it was just regular sports betting, not like prize picks and stuff like that. And someone's like, I got over five and a half. I'm like, you got over five? Yeah, but I got over five and a half for minus 175. And it's like, okay, the, our bets are are statistically about the same. So it's not about how many, well, what happens if he throws six strikeouts? It's like, yeah, but when he throws six and a half strikeouts, I get, I'm getting plus 110 on my money and, Five and a half strikeouts is laying 175 to 100. If you run this out over the long run, if you ran, ran this game out every every day like this, with minus 105, minus 175 over five and a half, 
and under, right? And 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 over no, and over six and a half plus one ten, like we'll end up with about the same amount of money. So like that number matters. Minus one seventy five. You say you got over five and a half at, at minus one ten, and that's that's a great bet. Now that's a great bet. You probably got that really early. The money line, even on these props, matter also. But the main difference is, is that it's not like show, showing up an hour before the games start, right? It's a basketball slate, and it's like, oh, it's six thirty Eastern. What 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 are some good what are some good prop bets, man? What are some good prop like nothing? What are some good bets in general? Oh, you're gonna bet the, the Timberwolves. Right, you go to scoresandodds.com, right? Our, our sister site. We have guys like 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 Andy and Justin Carlucci and whoever, Noto and Grant, Keith. They're putting up. It's like oh, it's like okay, Timberwolves plus four and a half or something like that. And then by the time by, by the time the, the game starts, by the time ten minutes before game time, that the line doesn't exist. You get Timberwolves plus two. Yeah, that's the current line. But you can't get plus four and a half anymore. So when should you have gotten plus four and a half? You should have gotten it eight hours ago. To me, that's the fundamental difference. That's why I was talking to Chief, because she was talking about the, the, the prop shot. We were hanging out in the lobby or whatever. Super Bowl party? I don't know where we were talking. Pickleball? Yeah, who's that pickleball also? That so many people in the prop shop lose money because they're betting on picks and not on numbers. Just simply not betting on numbers. That that, pe- that people will 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 message Chief and say, I I I picked all the same. Like Chief would post like a card, like a price picks card of like four bets of four props, and say, This is what I got. And then someone like six hours later would pick those pick those same players with the same like over unders, but the number would change, right? Rebounds, some, some rebound number. Eight, eight and a half rebounds is on Chief's thing. And on this guy's thing would be over nine and a half, right? Like something like that. It's like, well, I, I don't win as often. Yeah. So you're getting bad numbers because you, you care more about who Chief likes rather than who Chief likes at the, num- at the number. The number, the number is the one that matters. This is very similar even to DFS, just even the concept of like, oh, this is the lineup that I'm playing. Well, without knowing what contest you're in or who you're playing or anything, any other context, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good lineup for you to play, right? I'm playing this lineup in the, in the, in the seven, 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 you know, or even in MMA, like MMA, like my, my lineup in the five fifty five that I typically play, typically I play one lineup. Sometimes I'll play two. It depends if I win some tickets. The lineup that I play in that contest is not a good lineup for uh, for large field because it'll be duped too much from an EV standpoint. The 555, it'll probably be unique. And sometimes, it's, once in a while, it actually is duped. But it's close. Like, I don't mind in the 555 spending, you know, 49.9, playing one or two of the chalk he got playing. I mean, like, I don't have to get that different in like a 200-man contest, 300-man contest. I may throw it in the large field just, you know, 
peace of mind sakes. And if, if it's a, if it's a 32 way split, then so be it. But if I showed you that lineup, be like, oh, you like these fighters. Like, no, I like this lineup in this contest. I think this lineup is plus EV in this contest. But as far as the, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to play this, this lineup in the, in the, in the, the 20 max, $3, 20 max. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, no, but I think it's better. You, you should do other things in that contest. That's a larger contest. Oh, so you don't like this guy? It's like, it has nothing to do with who I like. That is the projection and leverage. Although in MMA, you did, projection could be quantified in a different way. But how much projection, leverage, and correlation do you need for the contest that you're playing and the opponents that you're playing? A lot of times, a lot of times in MMA, the 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 chalk the, the, the chalk underdog is way overowned. You get like a forty two percent underdog in the large field. He's like thirty percent. In the five fifty five, he's like forty two percent. I'm way more likely to not play that underdog in my five fifty five lineup than in a large field lineup. There's more leverage to be had in the five fifty five by not playing the most popular underdog. And with only 200 or 300 lineups in there, the value of 42% of the lineups getting a zero or a two or whatever, 10, a low score, a losing score, so much worth more than me. Even even if the 30% of lineups in the large field all get a zero, I still have to compete against 70% of the lineups. The 555, now I'm only competing against 58% of the lineups. So a similar concept applies in DFS of like, it's not, it's just not a one-to-one comparison of like, well, what is Jordan doing? Right. That pretty much that's, you know, talking to chief. Like that's the number one. It's like, oh, what, what, what is chief betting on? I'm going to bet on that. Right. Oh, chief's betting the bulls today. I'm going to bet on the bulls. It's like, yeah, he's betting the bulls at a certain number. Cause there's, he believes there's value there. But he's not betting on the bulls. He may be betting on the Bulls plus 130, right? And you just bet on the Bulls plus 105. And that the 25 cents matters. ANS Comedy says, I feel like this MMA slate that passed was very good for GPPs. Was it me or is it a lot of people that hit 100 points? No, there weren't a lot of people that hit 100 points. This past, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play the UFC slate. I mean, I obviously I watched the the main card, the pay per view card. And I guess the last fight of the prelims or whatever, but that's what we caught. No, uh, from what I, I mean, I mean, Squirrel Patrol, who I was with, I mean, he had lineups. Like, oh, I think only what only three fighters scored over hundred points, right? Didn't like the biggest under the biggest favorite lost. Tukagov lost in a questionable decision, even though the the cheapest fighter only put up like sixty points in a win. Then what? Gladeson Rodriguez. He had a quick win bonus. So there's one. Taffa won in the first round. I think he got like 103. Something like that, right? And someone else scored over 100 points. So who, who, who else scored up more? Right. It was low enough that like Volkanovski was like, Volkanovski may, in a loss was in the optimal lineup because of so many low scores. Right, Neil Jaworski said, won the three max fifteen hundred entry uh, contest with Volk in the lineup. It was great, right? Because the, the scoring was very low. 
Anus Comedy says uh, the XFL Week 2 Edge is going to be exciting. Okay. Week 2? Because people are going to look at Week 1 and go, oh, it has to happen again, and then everyone is overall. The overall point that, I, that I'm making with all this, with the sports betting versus DFS versus stuff like that, is still all about finding edges, finding and exploiting edges. Where are they? There's tons of them. Can you find them all? No, it's not about finding them all. It's about finding enough for you to make whatever goal that you have versus the time that you want to spend. Oh, yeah, Madalena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Della Madalena, he scored over. Right, he had a submission, which would probably was an insane bet. I mean, he got a knockdown, and then he ended up on the guy's back and then choked him out. All right, yeah, you Rodriguez had 102. Okay. But it was a low-scoring slate nonetheless. Typically, you see, you see much higher scores. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But like when you see when you see people, for instance, like people, like I'm not playing NBA DFS, and you don't know how many how many times people have said to me, "Oh, you're not playing any D- NBA DFS? Is it dead? Is there no edge? Right? I, 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 you're not you're not playing. That means we shouldn't be playing. It's like no, there's plenty. There's, NBA DFS has a ton of edge, right? With late swap, it's insane. They're like, well, then why aren't you? It's like because I'm only one person. Like that's about that's the number one number one reason. If I could if I could clone myself fifteen times, I'd be playing on every site, everywhere, doing everything. But I'm only one person, and I I have certain goals that are much more modest than other people's. I don't need to win all the money. So it's like, oh well, when baseball season comes around, I'm going to be you know one in the morning up waiting for the prize picks board and getting up early for the underdog board, hammering baseball props, pitching strikeout props, pitching outs, pitch count props, anything like that. And then I'm going to be playing like, not going to play large field GPPs for MLB. Trying to do three man, five man, small field stuff for MLB. But the, the natural response I get is what what so there's no there's no edge in large field MLB. I said, no, there's tons of edge. Well, if there's tons of edge, Jordan. Why aren't you doing it? Is that because 
Do I want to spend 16 hours? A, do I want to spend every waking moment, 16 hours a day, getting EV? Do I want? Do I want to? If you can, you can. If you want to, there's six. You want to sleep for eight hours? Hey, even if you don't want to sleep for it, let's say you never sleep. You never sleep. 24-7, there are edges in Eastern European tennis, right? Bulgarian ping pong, right? There's Indian cricket. There's, there's Australian rules football. There are edges everywhere, right? There's a 2% edge there. There's a 3% edge there. There's a 10% edge there. There's a, an, oh, a 10%, got to, got to jump on that. There'll be another one tomorrow. They'll be there all the time. So do you have to get them all? If your if your goal is to make billions upon billions, if your goal is to make as much money as possible, then you'd never sleep. You take out a loan, right? Or get get backed or something, have a multi-million dollar bankroll and hit. It doesn't matter if you could only bet $10. It's 20, it's 22 cents of expected value there. So why not do it? All it takes is clicking a button. So do it. Okay, you got your 22 cents there and you can go everywhere. And then play DFS and play on all the sites, right? Play on everything. They, all the sports that you'd move to a sport legal sports betting state and bet on 16 sports books. And you'd be up 24-7 doing that. And at the end of the year, maybe, maybe you've made a million dollars. Maybe you've made a million dollars. Understanding that you've never slept though. You've never done anything else other than that. So you have your million dollars and what... How do you spend your million dollars? Because you're up 24-7, getting every possible edge. A 1% edge there, got to do it. 2% edge there, got it, got it. Guys, I got to hire someone else. Now, now there's two people. Now, both of you do it. Like, that could be your life. So how much time do you want to put in for that amount of money? So it's not about finding the edge. There's tons of edges. To me, my 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 goal, I have a modest, modest, average yearly monetary goal. And how do I maximize reaching that goal in the least amount of, using the least amount of time with the least amount of risk of ruin, least amount of risk. That's it. My goal is $75,000 average per year. How do I how do I make that with as little risk as possible, devoting as little time as possible? If I could do if I could do it hammering strikeout props and then not playing NBA DFS, then why why wouldn't I be doing it? Like if my goal is to make a billion dollars, no matter the cost or the time or the anything, yeah, I'd be playing everything. What is your goal? And just because someone is not doing something doesn't mean there's no edge there. Just is it worth me playing NBA DFS if I have to sit at my computer from 7 to 11? It would be if I don't mind, like on average, making, even if I, if I, if I do small field GPP, you know, maybe on average, I can make 20 or 30 grand in an NBA season. On average. Well, how much time am I spending? Well, I'm spending four to six hours a day, six days a week. Okay, well, can I replace that with something else? 
that also gets 20 to 30,000? If the answer is yes, and it's less time, and it's like, oh, you could do this thing. You could bet on these things, these props or something like that. You may find five or six of them early in the morning. And once you hop, once you, you have to do no more work. So it's like, okay, I can make the same amount of money for, on average, for 12 minutes of work rather than four hours. So I'm just going to replace it. I could do, yeah, you're right. I could do both. But what if I want, but I actually want to enjoy my life. I actually want to do other things. I can prioritize that. There are plenty of people that are like, I can't take a slate off. No days off. And that's fine. If you want to, there's, there's edges everywhere. There's edges everywhere. It doesn't mean you need to. I, I, I'm going to gravitate towards the biggest edges with the least amount of time to exploit. That's how I am. And then use my time. If I want to spend six hours on what, what I'm going to do today, right? Today on Valentine's day is after the show. I got, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm, I'm probably going to watch TV for most of the day. I'm just going to lie on the couch and relax. Right. Look at my face. I'm going to re I'm going to relax. I'm not going out. Oh, what's going on in NBA today? No, I just feel like we're rela- I just, I just feel like relaxing and I could do that. Why? Cause I make money all the other times. Right. I can take a day off. Right. I don't have to play NBA. I don't have to look at the prop markets. I can I get to my goal of fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year doing that? Yeah, okay, then I'm good. Then I'm good. But people are going, I gotta bet on tennis aces now that the ace lines are off on some site. And they come up at like 3 30 in the morning and people setting alarms. I remember like for Korean baseball, got to play Korean baseball at five in the morning. Why? Do you have to? Is it that big of an edge that it's worth changing your entire sleep schedule? If it is, great. Don't do it. If it's not worth it to me, then I won't. A&S Comedy asks, how quick is prize picks move lines if I'm playing prize picks for NBA? Is there value in waiting for injury reports that I bet it early? Go into the prop shop and find out. That NBA, it depends. That That's way too complicated. It's way too vague of a question. It depends on how, how confident you are in a guy being out or in. And if their line's up. A lot of times the lines aren't even going to be up. And once the news comes in, all of that team's props are going to be removed. Within, I mean, it's going to be seconds. It's going to be seconds, seconds. So you're not you're not really going to be able to get much down. And also, uh, once you do that a couple of times, even prize picks, they'll, they'll limit you. So now you're going to get screwed everywhere else. So if anything, you're you're bet, you're still betting them early, but you're betting them based on do you believe that this guy is really good? He's doubtful, but maybe he plays or he's questionable or something like that, or something. No one could be on the injury report, and the lines could still be off. All I'm doing is comparing them to statistical projections. I'm not doing anything fancy. Daniel Hutchings says MLB the king of DFS board. Yeah, it's, I think I think it's the easiest to play well with the least amount of time. I guess MMA, golf, maybe. 
But MLB, like on a, from a day, also you get the, the, the volume, right? Because it's every day. It's not MMA is just once a week. But MLB is the type of thing where you're going to get an MLB slate. You'll get maybe even multiple MLB slates every day for like seven months. And pretty much like you could build, you could play DFS well, building lineups 15 minutes before lock. And you're good. Occasionally a catcher will get scratched or something like you do. And you could do global swap and you're not giving up much projection no matter what, because like they're batters, they get four at bats. Like, yeah, I got to change a $4,200 catcher to a $3,500 catcher. Oh my God. I got to swap out everyone. No, you don't. It's, it's event driven, high variance sport. You're stacking a team. Okay. Leave 700 on the table. Who cares? Daniel says, it's funny with NBA DFS. I feel like there's a lot of edges there because it's such a pain in the tuchus. Yes, that's the reason. But how much are you making off of that edge that it's worth to go through that pain? Some That, that answer is up to you. That's a personal question. To me, it wasn't enough. I, I, I did it for, what, four years? Five years? I've been playing NBA DFS since, what, 2000. Late 2017, early 2018, I guess. I just said, I'm done. I'm done. And a lot of the reason behind that is because I went to play some live poker and I'm like, this is just seems pretty damn easy. You go sit down, play some poker for eight hours. I have a higher expected return than NBA DFS for that time. So I said, I'll do this instead. Could I do both at the same? I could do both. Yes, I can do both, but... Do I need to do both with my modest goals? No. So I just said, screw it. I'm going to replace it. Neil Jaworski says the pain of NBA DFS will just increase your excitement for MLB. Only 44 days until opening day. Yeah, 44 days. Until people tilting some, you know, oh, the, the star pitcher gets hit up for, you know, two home runs. Garrett Cole gets knocked around in the first inning. Till this day, oh, cores, oh, the the Wrigley win game, right? Oh, this 15 miles an hour blowing out of Wrigley, and it's like a two two to one game. Like half 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 the ownership is in the in those stacks. Welcome to MLB. Got any questions about MLB? Got any questions about anything? Email me questions at theoryofdfs.com. I let I let questions pile up, and when I get ones from very similar topics, I start covering those topics. So, you got any topics you'd like me to cover? Email them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. Most of the stuff that I talk about on this show are in my courses. Either the <coughs> fundamentals masterclass, fifteen hours, how to think like a professional DFS player, or the sequel, the advanced players course, 10 chapters of audio, six hours of audio, and custom Excel tools. This is the way this is where we do it unstructured. If you want you want to go through, you can go through 21 hours of audio and have Excel tools. You add that with the a Roto Grinder subscription, you got all you need. You got all you need to play DFS well. Right? Probably listen to it multiple times. Reinforce concepts, play, listen, play, listen, play, listen. 
It's not that it's really not that complicated. I mean, it is complicated, but once once you understand what the game is all about, you start weeding out all the stuff that doesn't matter. And you find out that if you've been playing for a while recreationally, you're like, oh, I don't have eight hours a day. Like you guys have 10 hours to research a slate. It's like research a slate. I can build lineups in three minutes. Well, how the hell do you do that? It's like, let's, everything's kind of done for you. If, once you have projections, kind of everything's done for you. As long as you understand the concepts of putting together good lineups, just show up and put together good lineups. Enter them and good luck. Have fun. Oh, variance goes your way. Welcome to DFS. Uh, let's see. Anything else in the chat before we get out of here? I don't know what we're going to title this. I'm not going to title this. Uh, did me talking with a black guy. Uh, I guess uh, sports betting versus DFS. Actually, maybe betting versus DFS edges. And maybe I'll type it. Sports betting versus DFS edges. Is that good for SEO? Maybe. I don't know. Sounds good enough. <sighs> people yeah i have a poker podcast right i only played one session last week because i went to national if you want to go if you want to search for relearning poker basically be bitching and moaning and ranting not really bitching and moaning but just ranting for an hour a week every week or so about my live my live poker play and relearning and relearning poker since i haven't but before december i didn't i didn't play seriously for like 15 years since like 2008 but between 2002 and 2008 i that i mean i made most i made most of my living playing poker so now relearning poker you could go check that out if you want so sports betting versus dfs edges dfs versus sports betting edges that may actually be better if you reverse it for, for seo sports betting edge probably works better as a three-word phrase whatever whatever Whatever. I'll be I'll be back tomorrow. I'm, 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 this is not going to go away. This probably probably it'll be, this one. I probably won't completely get rid of this this black eye until like after the NBA All Star break. So hopefully new people will show up and be and think that what happened? What happened to you? Who punched you out? You told someone. You told someone. Just look at look, just look at the projections. They punched me in the face to help me out to help it heal to help it heal quicker. Get, hit, hit those thumbs up buttons. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. We love the thummy thumbs. The like button. The subscribe button. The notification bell to know when we go live. We got we got grinders live later. We got stuff today, right? There's an NBA slate. It's Valentine's Day. I look at the people in the chat. You people have no lives. Most of you have no girlfriends or wives or significant others of any type. You're going to be playing. I'm not, but you're going to be playing. I got nothing to do. I said that you could either drink your sorrows away from being alone or you can play some NBA DFS and check out Grinders Live and Crunch Time. Uh, we got uh, there hockey going on, college basketball. There's tons of stuff going on. MMA is coming up on Saturday. Soccer. We got Champions League soccer this afternoon and tomorrow. We got projections for that. So you want some soccer stuff, join me. Join me in the soccer lobby. And uh, yeah, and I'll see you tomorrow with your, with your questions. Right, answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do here, mostly Monday through Friday, maybe not in February. February is with the breaks and everything, it's kind of weird. But normally, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern, 
on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.